Are you looking to expand your brand this year? Want to make your business stand out above the rest? Well, there's no better way to grow than with your own podcast. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, a small business, or a massive company, you need a podcast in 2024. Podcast Plus is an easy and efficient way for you and your brand to join the podcast revolution. There's no better way to position your company as the go-to authority than with a podcast that showcases your industry knowledge, insights, and expertise. The studios at Podcast Plus are state-of-the-art with top-of-the-line production quality. And if you're just starting out, Podcast Plus offers professional script writing, editing magic, and can conceptualize your show, create your cover art, and get you ready to stream on all major platforms. We'll market your podcast as well, showcasing it on radio stations and digital streams across the country. Expand, enhance, and extend your company and brand and reach potential clients and customers 24-7. Find out more at podcast with the K, P-L-U-S.com. That's podcast with the K, P-L-U-S.com. This show will begin shortly after these messages from our advertisers. Advertising is what keeps the show alive. Your support means they'll continue to advertise and the podcast will continue to be free. This statement has not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Are you in bad pain? You know what I mean. Your knees hurt, your shoulder hurts, and your back. Oh my God, your back. They're constantly killing you. And I'm sure you've tried every pain pill or cream available at the drugstore. Am I right? Well, here is something you haven't tried. Pain Absolve. Pain Absolve is not available in any drugstore. The only way to get it is by calling today. We're so confident that it will work for you that we offer a free bottle with your purchase. No prescription needed. And best of all, each purchase comes with a money-back guarantee. Call now to find out how you can get Pain Absolve and get rid of your pain. Call 800-261-0783. That's 800-261-0783. 800-261-0783. Call today. 800-261-0783. Are you lacking a little something between paranormal and abnormal? You need the Into the Parabnormal store. Now open at parabnormalradio.com. From hoodies to shirts, accessories, and our digital music library, it's all available in the Into the Parabnormal store. Your purchase directly helps support the show. Thanks for buying from the Into the Parabnormal store at parabnormalradio.com. Hey, Mike, what are you doing way up on that ladder? You're going to hurt yourself. Oh, I'm trying to unclog these gutters. That's smart. I had water damage from my gutters last year. It cost me ten grand. Yo, wait, $10,000? Yeah, and from over here, it looks like water's been pouring over your clogged gutters, and it's probably doing real damage to your foundation. You need to do what I did. Get off the ladder and call Leaf Filter. Yeah, but I need to get these gutters flowing now. That's why you need to call Leaf Filter. They'll clean and realign your gutters and install their exclusive micro-mesh screen system so nothing gets in your gutters except water. So Leaf Filter protects my house from damage and means no more gutter cleaning for me? Bingo! Plus Leaf Filter has an industry-leading lifetime warranty so your gutters are covered for life. Thanks, Frank. I'm calling Leaf Filter today. Don't go another day with your home unprotected. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com for your free gutter inspection. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com right now for an extra 15% savings. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com That's one 844 Leaf. What you believe might not be. Step into the zone of the best unknown. UFOs, aliens, 
dark depths of a secret dungeon somewhere deep in the remote Pacific Northwest. I'm Jeremy Scott. We go live to the Omen House tonight to talk with David Omen of the Omen House, who's getting ready for his virtual Paracon ghost hunt coming up next weekend. David's a good friend of the program, been on the program several times. We we did a program with him actually last Halloween when his book Ghosts of Cielo Drive came out. House at the End of the Drive is the movie, and it sits 150 feet from the site where the Grizzly murders of 1969 occurred, the Sharon Tate murders done by, of course, the Manson family. So here David has built this home with his father. It is a known haunted attraction. It has been featured on television show. You didn't like that word, attraction? I just find it. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a home that I live in that's haunted. It's not really an attraction because it conjures well, don't you want it to be an of, of, a, of a location you can go to and visit, and it's, it's open to the public, and quite to the contrary. <laughs> well, the don't. house is not open to the public at all anymore. <laughs> I mean, there was a time when we were renting the house out to different companies. The first thing that comes to my mind is the scene in Taxi Driver where you've got um, Robert De Niro looking in the mirror and going, what, you talking to me? You, you must be talking to me. And someone's like, you think I'm funny? What, I'm an attraction? What the fuck? Do, do you think I'm an amusement park? I mean, it's like an attraction conjures, like I said, it's an interesting, I mean, it, 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 I guess you could say it once upon a time was a, was an attraction when it was a, when we were doing events here and open to the public, but since before the COVID hit, okay. So let's yeah, I, let's just start all you know, over then. <laughs> when you say a haunted attraction, it's like when can I go see it? It's like you can't. Well, I mean, you can now virtually. You can come here and watch. Yeah, you can pay your ten dollars and you can go see it on what Friday and Saturday. This next this coming Friday and Saturday on the 21st and 22nd of August in the comfort of your own home or the back of the seat of your own car, wherever you want to sit down and just spend some time watching stuff about the inner the, the inner workings of the living in the paranormal, not like the stuff you see on the TV shows. Um, and by that, I mean, look, I've been on eight paranormal reality TV shows between six in the U.S. and two in the U.K., and I've met the people that shot the shows and the participants and the stars and the celebrities and whatever they you want to call them. I call them paracelebs because that's really what they are. You know, they're not plumbers and they're not uh, disc jockeys anymore. Now they're paracelebs. So, you know, and I've, I've, I've been here firsthand when this stuff has happened and they've asked me, what do you think? And it's like, that's uh, just part of the stuff that happens at the house. I can't necessarily attribute it to anyone in particular at which point that doesn't satisfy them so they ended up decrying it's like it's Sharon Tate it's just like this and I say well it might not be it might be somebody directly connected to you as it could be a relative could be a friend could be an enemy could be somebody that you've you know met across paths with that just decided to hang around you after they passed away type of thing but as in generally speaking the stuff that I see and witness on the filming of those shows and what actually goes on to television. Um, in some cases, it's a far cry from what I believe is, is the accurate portrayal of the truth. Not that it isn't the truth. In some cases, like in my ghost story, 
it felt like they compressed time and um, made five years of of uh, time that I lived here squished it down into the first two weeks that I lived here. And when we were watching that episode, I said, um, this is now supposed to be, I just moved in the house, right? I just finished building it. And I say, how come Lorreen Yakel is there, who's the line producer for my movie? And she didn't come into my life until the year 2005, three years after I moved into the house. I didn't meet Dr. Barry Taff until 2005. Yet in the presentation in the show, people were misled to believe that a lot of the incidents that took place over a three or four year period took place in the first two weeks I moved in. And they didn't. And so that's why I say in some cases, people have embellished the stories about the house and said that, well, took, for example, what Lisa Williams said when she came here um, in 2006 after the Ghost Hunters episode aired. She um, said to me, oh, do you know that um, she says there's a Native American who's buried in the earth on the side of the hill here. And I said, buried? She goes, oh, he died. And his when he died, when he and his horse were walking, were riding across the path. They slipped and fell, and the, both of them basically broke their necks as they tumbled down the slope, and their bodies were, were, were literally on the side of the hill, and the remains decomposed and became part of the earth. And through the mudslides and the mud flows that come through here during the wintertime, that their bodies got covered and interred into the earth and became part of the hillside. I didn't tell anybody till I ended up, I didn't mention it to anybody on TV because I wanted to keep it, um, how should we say, um, under wraps so that any time a psychic would come in, that if they hit that mark in that location, I would say, okay, I wrote it down in a little book of my head and I said, okay, there's another person, there's another person that got it, there's another person that got it. That way, it was kind of like a, a, a test and a type of a psychic test that if they hit that mark on that spot and got that hit, I would make note of it because I had not told anybody until I was on Ghost Adventures in 2013, 11 years after I moved in here and seven years after I was told the story by Lisa Williams. So I said, well, the cat's out of the bag. Unfortunately, it led to the creation of my house is built on native ceremonial burial grounds which it's not. And the idea that these that this you know this commentary was how should we say propagated by Zach has grown onto its own and um, people believe it. They believe that my house is built on ceremon native ceremonial bearground and that Benedict Canyon is is basically a uh, a Native American graveyard, which it's not. So that's why I said I wanted to do this. It's going to be different. I've got actually some great interviews already. Um, I've got an hour and a half interview that we're going to break up. It's an hour and 20 minutes interview with Chris Fleming that um, is going to be totally unedited. And it's riveting. It's much more than people will, will have ever heard um, about Chris and in his own words. And it's I was absolutely just moved because it was some stuff that I'd never heard. And I think that 
it's the kind of stuff that you go, wow, that's really fascinating. I never knew that about the guy. And I mean, I've seen Kristen enough shows. He's never really, really made this open type of a commentary about things. And I was just like, wow, 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 wow. I can relate to that. And that's what I think the audience will enjoy is the fact that people will say, I went to the same exact crap when I was a kid. I know exactly what's that, what that was like. It made me feel like crap as well when people would get upset about, you know, and ridicule me about the things that I was interested in. And I was like, you too, huh? It's like, wow, that's, and it's just, I think it'll give a lot of people comfort and, and make them feel better about their own lives and their own, you know, their own childhoods. Um, that's all I think. And I think that uh, there was also, we've got Dr. Barry Taff, as a matter of fact, I'm interviewing him in the next day or two. Um, I'm going to do an hour long interview with him at least. I know Barry for 15 years now. And to me, he's one of, you know, as counter to what we have been told or the audience has been told about my relationship with Barry. I've always been friends with Barry. We just hadn't talked through the years, but I spoke to him about five times over the past week and a half, two weeks, and for several hours easily. And um, I think it's going to be very, very, very uh, eye-opening to the audience about what Barry has to say about so many things. And there's one thing about Barry you got to understand. He doesn't bullshit. He doesn't make up a lot of stories, and he's not prone to that. He's not... And doesn't have a TV show for one simple reason. He has ethics and standards by which he will work or not work. Meaning, a lot of shows have approached him through the years and wanted him to be involved. And in so doing, they have said, and with, in no uncertain terms, said, look, if we have to fake something or create something and manifest something on camera, we have to do it in post. We're going to do it. That's it. And and he says, I'm sorry. I cannot be part of any show that's going to be in any way, shape, or form involved in creating something that's felt false. And that's why he hasn't really been on, has his own show, which he really should, but he doesn't. And that's what's kind of sad about the situation. So we've got him. I'm actually got, oh, I can't wait for tomorrow. I'm going to be talking to um, a, a friend of mine, let me just see if I can get his name off of this so I can speak it properly. Steve Tierney. And this this guy is a hoot. He is, and remember, this is my show, so it's not anything that's just normal. Oh, it's all paranormal. No, 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 no. I don't give you fluff. If I have somebody that's on the show that is not in the paranormal, such as Scott Michaels, who will be here live, <laughs> and I'm cracking up because Scott says, no, I want to be there live. No, I'm gonna, we're going to do it live. It's like, fine, come, Scott, let's do it. And he's going to talk about the Sharon Tate murders because Scott is the Encyclopedia Britannica when it comes to who's, the who's who of who died, where they died, and the story of on how they died. And he's with Dearly Departed Tours. So I suggest you look up dearlydepartedtours.com. He's um, just closed his store right in the middle of COVID. He had the Dearly Departed Tours Museum, which was incredible. They had in this museum, in his store, his storefront, 
um, the Jane Mansfield death car. And if you guys don't know what the Jane Mansfield death car is, Jane Mansfield was a big super sex symbol movie star of the 60s. And she died in 1967 in a terrible, terrible car wreck in Georgia, where in 1967 and earlier, semis, you know, the big semi trucks didn't have those little rails that stick right below the railing at the back of the trucks. They have now this thing that sticks right below the back of the the track, the, the tractor trailer or the truck and the uh, have a rail that goes across a steel rail that sits probably about three feet off the ground. Now, here's the reason why that exists now and post-1968. Jane Mansfield and her husband were driving along with the two kids through Georgia, and it was a, I forgot if it was a dark night or a foggy night or something, but the semi-tractor trailer was in front of them. What? Foggy night. It was a foggy night, right? The the car in front, the truck in front of them st- had stopped, and they had basically were still traveling about forty five or fifty miles an hour. The car went underneath the ra- the back end of the tractor trailer, and literally didn't decapitate her and her husband, but basically sliced off the top of her scalp, and she was killed instantly. Her two kids were in the back seat and survived because they were under the gosh darn seat when it when it they ended up going under the seat when it happened. But because of the fact that there was no rail that, to protect the car from impacting, the car basically the f- whole front end, all the way up to about let's say about nine feet into the car, and the car was probably about 17, 18 feet long. At least more than half of it went underneath the cab of, not the cab, but the tractor trail, the the, the, tra- the trailer. And it, I saw the car there. It was absolutely, it gave me chills because I could literally touch the, the car and feel the energy. I was just going, oh, crap. I said, and I actually saw where the, there was blood stains on the car. It was just one of those, to this day, it's riveted, it's it's burned in my memory. I can't tell you. It, it gives me headaches just thinking about it now. But that's who Scott Michaels is. He's He knows all the stories about, from Bugsy, from Benjamin Siegel, sorry, Mr. Siegel, um, to uh, Marilyn Monroe and, and everybody in between, Janis Joplin, Jim Morrison, everybody's story and where their bodies are buried and the, the grave sites, etc. He used to run something called Graveline Tours and uh, uh, findagrave.com. We've got to pause with David Omen House at the end of the drive in the Omen House. He's got the virtual Paracon ghost hunt coming up next weekend, Friday and Saturday. You can get your tickets at theomenhouse.com, and we'll be right back. Want to chat with like-minded thinkers? Join Into the Paranormal Facebook group. It'll blow your mind.
So are you tired of being tired? Well, then it's time to get the tea. Hey, it's Lisa here to tell you about this all-natural, all-organic tea I've been drinking that has had great results for over 20 years. It's called Life Change Tea, and it's specially formulated to help detoxify and cleanse your kidneys, liver, colon, and blood all at once. The colon is one of the most ignored organs in the human body. The faster that waste is eliminated from the body, the less time that waste sits in our intestines, spreading toxins to our bloodstream. This tea helps cleanse chemicals caused by outside intruders from our entire digestive system. And get this, weight loss can be a side effect. And with continued use of the tea, you can experience clear, healthier, younger-looking skin, increased energy, and a happier outlook on life. So if you're tired of being tired, get the Life Change Tea at GetTheTea.com. That's GetTheTea.com. And like me, you'll be glad you did. Attention authors, stop sending ebook readers away empty-handed. With the Jump Card ID, sell your books directly without the need for an online retailer. The Jump Card Instant Download, exclusively from Jumpmaster Press, could be your ticket to more sales, more readers, and international distribution. Find out more about the Jump Card ID today at www.jumpmasterpress.com. Abnormal News. I'm Brad Bernards. Fox News reports a swarm of minor earthquakes near California's Salton Sea is raising concern about the potential for a larger tembler at the state's San Andreas Fault. According to the U.S. Geological Survey, the dozens of tremors began in the early morning on Monday, ranging in size from a 2.6 magnitude quake to a 4.6 magnitude quake northwest of Palm Springs and the Salton Sea. It's only the fourth time in the 88 years of modern records that such a swarm has occurred in that region. Big earthquakes on this section of the fault rupture on average every 250 years. Now, it hasn't ruptured since 1690, 330 years ago. That's courtesy 23 ABC News. The area is overdue for a big one. According to the Los Angeles Times, there is generally a 20% chance of a magnitude 7 or higher earthquake on the fault over the next 30 years. The iconic Arecibo Observatory in Puerto Rico has gone dark, at least for a little while, according to Space.com. One of the telescope's supporting cables snapped early Monday morning, ripping a 100-foot-long gash in the giant radio dish, according to the University of Central Florida. The observatory has been shut down while engineers assess the damage and formulate a fix. The 1,000-foot-wide Arecibo got up and running in 1963. It was the world's largest single-dish radio telescope until 2016, when China's 500-meter aperture spherical telescope claimed the mantle. Arecibo has done a wide variety of work during its long life, from tracking and imaging near-Earth asteroids to listening for possible signals from advanced alien civilizations. There's more news at ParaAbnormalRadio.com. I'm Brad Bernards, Parabnormal News. We have a weird homicide. In a scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religious rite, five persons, including film star Sharon Tate, were found dead at the home of Ms. Tate and her husband, film director Roman Polanski. 
Ms. Tate, who starred in Valley of the Dolls, was eight months pregnant and was found stabbed multiple times in a white nightgown with a rope around her neck attached to the body of a man. Two bodies inside, two bodies outside. Among the other victims were Hollywood hairstylist Jay Sebring and coffee heiress Abigail Folger. Authorities would allow no one in an unofficial capacity to enter the posh Benedict Canyon property in the hills which overlook Los Angeles. When police arrived, they found the telephone and power lines cut. The bodies had been dead for about 12 hours. They were discovered this morning by the maid who ran screaming to neighbors. One officer summed up the murders when he said, In all my years, I have never seen anything like this before. You know, that feeling when you just feel that there's a presence or somebody behind you or looking over your shoulder, and you just feel like turning around and looking, there's no one there. Well, needless to say, that was my first run-in with the um, spirits that I like to refer to as the uh, victims of the Tate uh, massacre from 1969. Adam 19 confirmed multiple homicides at Beaumont location. Request detectives and coroner's unit, code 3. Copy 19. You request ambulance unit. Negative. Coroner only. We got a real bloodbath up here. Never seen anything like it. Expanding your consciousness as much as you'll let us. This is Into the Pair of Normal. You know, I've been saying forever that I'm going to make it down to the Omen House. And last year it almost happened and I was thinking, okay, this year is going to be the this year, the year. And then, you know, the whole COVID thing happened. Well, thank God David is doing a virtual Paracon ghost hunt. David Omen from the Omen House, house at the end of the drive. And Ghosts of Cielo Drive is the book that came out last year. We did a full program on that, actually on Halloween weekend, so just rewind to about a year ago. You were saying, uh, David? I just had, I remember having a fun time of it. It was like, yeah, you're going to kind of say, come on out, come on out. It's like, yeah, yeah. And then the stupidest of God, you know what things happens, of course, is the uh, the virus smacks everybody upside the head. Yeah. So you're having to do this thing virtually. Uh, yes. Does that add a new dimension when we're talking about, you know, spirit activity? Well, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I used to do my one-hour podcasts um, up until I think it was February, right, right when the COVID started hitting, and I just was like, wasn't really, you know, happy about what was going on, and I just couldn't get the uh, energy up to do the show. Um, that during my show, which was like I said through the live, what was it um, through live paranormal? that um, people would chime in and literally say, I just saw somebody walk right behind you. And, of course, my eyes are to the camera, and I can't see what the hell's behind me. I don't have eyes in the back of my head. And they'd go, oh, yeah, we heard this and that. It's like, heard what? And since I've got cameras in the house, um, I'm able to review the footage. And when people say what time, I, like, write down the time and look and review. And a lot of those clips go up on my YouTube channel. And I've got... 
a few podcasts that I'd done here with some people. I think it was with, um, oh God, I've got to remember his name. Let me just double check. I'll give you two, give me two seconds and I will tell you his name for, because I'm actually on his radio show tomorrow. Um, Heartland podcast I'm with cryptic heartland he was out here doing his show from i said come out so he came out from nebraska we did his show and then we did my show and during my show people were watching our feed and we were having stuff happen around us we could hear stuff and see stuff and the audience was saying oh we just heard this and this and this and i'm like you heard it too and he goes Oh, yeah. All the answers like chap, 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 chap. We heard this. We heard people talking in the background. We heard a woman speak and we reviewed the footage. It was crazy. It was just flat out crazy, as you can imagine. So, I can't well, believe Sometimes yeah. you want to put on a show then. Well, um, letting you know that they're here, especially when there's company. And that's, I have to say, a misnomer that people. Um, believe about the house that it's not to the, the spirits are being abused and they're being uh, exploited it's like really if the spirits were feeling so exploited why do they like to interact when people come over and and it's usually something that's connected to them directly so um i don't find that to be the case when we're talking about the activity in the house the spirits actually appreciate having company because let's face it i'm the only one here that's human i've got two cats two dogs and four cats and they mess with them and play around with them. But to them, they want more, you know, it's, it's not enough that they've got people there. They want, um, they want the dogs and cats. They want people, they want attention. So, I mean, since I've had, you know, the lockdown for four months, I've had a few people come over afterwards and I've seen that when people come to visit stuff starts happening, like, I, I can't explain it. People wouldn't understand it. And I've got the past three and a half weeks of footage that I've just been assembling because it's been absolutely positively bonkers. And I mean, I've got an interview with a kid named Stan who's a big, um, what is he, um, Instagrammer, social media influencer. And um, <laughs> it's his first time visiting. We're sitting at the dining room table. He's here for maybe five minutes. And he's sitting on the, uh, what do you say, on the left side of the table, looking in his, he's like, look to his left, to his right is, it's on the right side of the table. He's sitting there. And to his right is the big window that leads going outside that looks to the house next door. And he keeps on like motioning over there and then like jumping out of his seat. And I'm like, Okay, what the hell is the matter? And he says, I keep on thinking there's some thinking I see somebody out of the, something out of the corner of my eye. And as I turn to look to my right, I see what I could swear to God is a, is a person standing there. I said, what? And he goes, yeah. And as soon as I focus on them, they disappear in, this, in an instant. And I said, and this kept going on half the God night. And he's jumping literally right out of his skin, out of his seat. And I'm like, I can't believe this. And then we went into the den and stuff started happening there where the figurines started getting knocked over. And I'm like, this kid's a gosh darn got somebody around him that likes to want to let him know that he is there and he's not going to be taking no for an answer. And then we actually recorded voices and stuff of this kid around him that no one was speaking, but you could hear voices being picked up on the CCTV cameras in the room right there. And it was like, oh, wow. Oh, wow, 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 wow. 
was crazy. So that's why I say the spirits really um, crave the attention. I don't want to say they crave it, but they, they enjoy the human interaction. And I personally think that our belief system of what the afterlife is like is nothing what it's really like. And I think we just make up this as, as, and I hate to say this, we're no better than the gosh darn Cretans of 100,000 years ago that were making up stories to understand why it is that the moon comes up and the sun rises and that we have seasons. When you really think about it, we are, no, we are far less involved, no matter what people claim, scientifically speaking. We are far, really far, no far more removed from what they are and what they were as far as where they are on the intelligence scale of comprehending what their afterlife was compared to what we think our afterlife is. As I just heard that saying, you know, that's what the best analogy I've ever heard is that because we make up pictures in our head of what it's like. But there's an old saying that goes back to ancient Greece. Once you cross the river Styx, there is no return. This is metaphorically speaking that the river Styx is once you cross from life into death and take the river, take the boat up the river Styx, which is basically into the afterlife, you cannot return. So there's nobody that really knows. We have to make up stories about what we think happens. And that's what I just kind of like got from, from these people, from these spirits. We're saying that's really the best because it's the same thing. We're making up myths about what we think happens just like they were. Neither is any better than the other. Same with the Egyptians. Their idea is the afterlife. We're on the same level with them. People don't want to hear that, but, you know. But like I said, back to this thing. I've got, uh, then we go into a paranormal investigation. First with the two guys each night, different teams going through the house, doing an investigation, laying down the, the groundwork, then bringing in the psychic that's going to come in there and go through and see what she picks up in those rooms. That way, well, we could do it one way. I could do the psychic first and then have the guy, the team go through. It's, it's a toss-up. To, I'm going to actually pose it to the audience and say, who do you guys think we should do this or this first since it's live? Um, I'm getting that it's probably better to bring the psychic in and then bring in the team. So when the psychic goes through, we'll, we'll denote, um, some people will be denoting where she's picking up, you know, energies. We'll send the team through like a half an hour later after she's gone through, they'll follow after she goes through. So they're separate. Then we're going to basically bring them back and do it together. And it's going to be one camera going with the three of them or the two of them or the one of them through the house, top to bottom. Earlier in the evening, I'm also going to review footage that's been captured here and um, also do a personal home walkthrough tour of the house so the audience can get a lay of the house during the daytime so they know where everything is. And um, then we're going to do, about midnight, we're going to do a seance with either, well, first night will be Lily Caron Willis, who's been here many years and had great success with the, psych, with the seances here as a psychic. And then we're going to do a, well, the following night will be Patty Negree that will be here doing her seance. And then after the seance, we're going to do questions and answers. And during the whole night, there'll be the chat room. But specifically, at the towards the end of the last hour of the evening, we're going to basically be acting straight, straightforward and answering questions. And people can chime in, can video conference in, you know, send us messages, etc. And we'll be talking to them that way. 
Well, it, it sounds like uh, a good time, and, and socially distancing uh, in mind. So, for folks who want to sit at home and uh, you know see what happens, the reason I asked the question, do they like the attention, is because do you get the sense that maybe they act a certain way uh, when people are watching from afar versus uh, there personally? Honestly, I don't think they care. They don't notice the difference. And the thing is, is that. Um the spirits, like I said, they behave in a way that you'd say, wow, that's crazy. It's like, but again, you, you guys, again, your perception is his, it's just the spirits that are here in the house that these people are interacting with. And I say, no, 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 no. Every time a person comes into the house, each spirit, each person carries a cadre of spirits, I like to say, around them. That when they hit this environment, they jump off and say, oh, my God. It's like I, I, I can I can do things here. I have I have energy. I feel rejuvenated. My 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 energies don't have to be coming from me. I can absorb the energy in this house and I can a little more energy. I feel more alive and therefore I can communicate with my loved one or my friend or my nephew or whoever it is right here, right now. So that's what's really happening. It's more about each time somebody comes in, their experience is going to be uniquely their own because unlike again the myth that Sharon Tate stays in the house it's like well yeah she might visit here and Jay and Abigail and Stephen and Voitech and and Sharon but there's thousands of other spirits that are just flowing in here and flowing out and then when you bring in the people that come into the house their spirits around them hit the environment so that that's who's really more likely interacting with the person that's there than somebody that's distant and far away. See what I'm saying? Because yeah, yeah. The, myth, the myth is that this house is, yes, it might be, but why would Sharon Tate want to come and visit people that are just fans? It doesn't make a lot of sense. Whereas if it's somebody that's connected to that person who's got more skin in the game, pardon the pun, um, to that individual connectivity-wise, won't, wouldn't you think that that makes more sense is the shorter, shortest distance between two points is a direct line and not a convoluted one of saying, oh, well, I love Sharon Tate. Yeah, but what's the what's in it for her that she's going to be wishing to manifest on her behalf? To, look, she's never manifested for me. She's manifested for other people physically who I'm going to interview tomorrow, the one person who was here 16 years ago. I have to bring her to the house. She's coming in the next day or two to be interviewed on the spot where she saw Sharon. And she describes Sharon as a flesh and blood individual walking through the house and thought it was my girlfriend. So unlike the apparition that I saw of Jay Sebring in the middle of the night, who was flesh and blood, but he was all shades of gray. It didn't match, but she goes, she acted like she she turned and she, she looked at me and she smiled and she acted as if she owned the place. And I said, really? I said, and the whole story was just, like I said, getting her here is a dream come true to be able to record her because Alma's in her late, in her 70s, if, if not a little more, more in her mid 70s now. Uh, God, wait a second, 50. No, no, no. Close to the 80. Yeah, Alma's close to the 80s, 80, in her early 80s. And when she had the experience, like I said, some 16 years ago, she was like 67. And it was crazy because she said, I just saw your girlfriend. I'm like, what? 
I said, oh, what does she look like? And I thought to myself, okay, whatever she's saying, find out first before telling her that she's wrong and offer her not, you know, her rocker. So that's why it's so important to get the story because it was the first night we had ever done a real life paranormal investigation in this house ever. And it's it's just a riveting story. And like I said, my 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 part of the story is is, is curious because you go, what? It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, to me, it was just I just was so happy that I'm getting that. And like I said, the story is crazy because it was in 2004. So I've been here for two years. It was just under the, literally my two year anniversary of moving in. It was three weeks before the anniversary. And I had assembled this investigative team and they went in and she was part of it. And it was just three of us. I mean, th two of them and, and the psychic a husband and a wife and the psychic. And then two other psychics came into the house. But in the meantime, at that moment, it was just the, th the fourth and Alma, who's the fourth one. So she comes in the house and we all leave the house to do something outside. And she's in the house, and she then says to me when we walk back in five minutes later, oh, I just saw your girlfriend. And I was like, what? And I said, um, okay, what does she look like? And she tells the story, which she'll tell on camera. And it was like, okay, but but my girlfriend's six foot tall almost and has long brown hair. I said, I don't, I said, you didn't see my girlfriend. It's impossible. And she, I showed her a candid shot of Sharon Tate and she didn't know she was down the street from the Sharon Tate Mirrors because we didn't tell her when she was driven up here. And so she goes, that's her. I said, oh my God. I said, you seriously? Because yeah, that's the girl. I said, uh-uh. I said, it's Sharon Tate. She's been dead for four, for at the time it was 36 years, 35 years a day crazy stuff crazy stuff so again i'm gonna let alma tell you everybody because this, this is a great story and you know, like i said when you hear her you go whoa 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 and it's on the location where it all took place you don't get that in a television show you always get the interview on a stool with a with this gosh darn blue, navy blue kind of velvet back, you know, what is it, a drape in the background, and they're just floating there and hovering. The camera looks like, it makes it look like the person's just sitting on a cloud and they're just talking and they're being fed a question and then you're regurgitating the answer and the question. I mean, it's just like so, I don't know, it's different. I like to make it real as possible, get the real people there, let them talk. Like I said, Chris Fleming was great. Barry's going to be great. Scott Michaels will be great. Alma will be great. I'm working on getting Dustin Perry to come and do a 10-minute uh, or 15-minute interview. Um, I got I don't have the list in front of me who else I've got, but here, God, hold on one second. I'm going to make this really easy for everybody since you want to know the guest list. I'm working with Mark Sessler from the NFL. I'm looking to get um, Jeff Mandel, who's famous <laughs> in the sense that he was here at the house and had many paranormal experiences here in the early days with Barry Taff. But Lance was all, Lance Hendrickson we've got an interview with that nobody's ever seen. <laughs> he, he's got some quite interesting anecdotes about the paranormal and, and death and dead bodies. I'm telling you, it's very, very um, interesting to say the least. Like I said, to hear Lance say it, it's like, yeah, you're going to want to watch this, kids. Science Hendrickson, don't, don't mess around. Come out and see the Omen House. 
You hear me? Don't miss it. Theomenhouse.com. That's right. Tom Lance sent you. So he's talking about death, and I'm just like, my jaw is dropping. I'm going, oh, my God, the stuff that's coming that you're saying is just blowing my mind, Lance, because you're right. What you're saying is, is it's, it's stuff that everybody thinks that nobody's willing to put into words. And Lance says, yeah, it's like walking by a dead body. And no, you know you don't want to look, but you just have to turn back and look because, you know, you're just curious as hell. And it's like I'm going, oh, shit, Lance, 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 we're going so deep. This is more, this was supposed to be an, uh, an interview about my, about working on the movie and, and your feelings about the Sharon Tate murders. And he was referencing that as far as, like, how it is when he was up here, he kept on looking down the drive and he couldn't take his eyes off of when he's looking down the driveway at where it took place because he's kind of like, it's one of those things that just kind of like sticks to you. You can't, you can't stop thinking about because you know where you are and it's just like eating at you and you're just out there. He's like, we're working on the scene. He says, I kept on feeling like I had to look down there at the gate. I was like, oh God, Lance, you're, you're killing me with this. This is crazy. And I didn't do the interview till six months after we were done the, with the movie. So I'm interviewing at his house and I'm like, oh my God, you're blowing my mind. You didn't tell me this. I said, why is it everybody saves their good freaking stories for six months freaking later after the fact? I need to know it at the time so I can document it at the time it works. So Les is like, I'm sorry, I can't. He goes, I'm sorry, I can't. I can't explain it. I just didn't want to talk about it. So I was like, oh, fuck. God damn. It happened again. Um, we also have, interestingly enough, the interview from my key grip, who Zach made famous in the original Ghost Adventures episode, Charles Gould, being dragged up to the corner of the ceiling. I interviewed him in the third level guest bedroom where it took place. And he's sitting on the bed saying it just was too crazy what happened. And he goes into detail about the whole experience, not what you see in the reenactment of Zach Baggins in this this still image of a cutout character being dragged up as the animation. I was like, man, you couldn't have spent a few bucks on some better animation there, really? But that's, like I said, I've got his interview as well. Like I was mentioning, I've got Steve Tierney of Fox News. He's a reporter from back in the 80s that had interviewed Manson, Frenwinkle. He's a plethora of knowledge and i was referencing him earlier as i just mentioned that steve tierney he i'm interviewing tomorrow and getting him on a zoom interview about his insights let us say into what the the, the murderers told him in their interviews about the murders back then because i'm kind of irritated what i saw in epics because the interviews of them we're present day and Bobby Bosley talking present day after Manson's dead on a phone interview made me feel like, you know, um, I don't want to hear what he has to say 50 years later. Manson's dead. He can't, you know, defend his himself in it. And secondly, it's been documented what you said then. So let's go on with life and forget what you say. You're a criminal. You're in jail. Shut up and go away. All right. Go get your tickets at theomenhouse.com and join them for the virtual Paracon Ghost Hunt, August 21st and 22nd, live from the Haunted Omen House. And check out our episode from last Halloween at theparabnormalradio.com. David, we'll talk to you next time. Great. Thanks again, guys. Have a good night. Thanks very much. Thank you.
you for supporting our advertisers. It keeps the show free for everyone. This statement has not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. No offense, but are you a little fat when you look in the mirror? How do you like to learn the secret to losing three to five pounds a week without joining the gym or going through any crazy diets? It's called Body Sculpt RX. For the last two decades, we've helped countless people lose thousands of pounds. And now... It's your turn. Learn how to lose weight with one simple phone call and no prescription needed. You'll see an amazing difference in a matter of days. Don't believe us? We'll offer you a risk-free money-back guarantee. So if you're ready to start losing weight, call right now and get a free month supply with your first order of Body Sculpt RX. Call now. You have nothing to lose but the pounds. 800-395-4207. 800-395-4207. That's 800-395-4207. You've heard me talking about My Patriot Supply for a while, and things aren't getting any easier. From global conflicts and unstable supply chains, when shelves run on empty, you don't have to panic. Choose peace of mind with their three-month emergency food supply to keep your shelves and your stomach full. In an emergency, you won't have the time, resources, and ingredients to prepare your meals in the way you're used to. But you can get a leg up with My Patriot Supply. It's a three-month emergency food supply. You don't have to skimp. It's ready when you are. It's disaster-proof. And no food boredom here. 20-plus flavorful food and drink varieties. My Patriot Supply is offering a special deal for Into the Parabnormal listeners when you go to parabnormalradio.com slash food. Get your My Patriot Supply today from parabnormalradio.com slash food. That's parabnormalradio.com slash food. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.